Hi, my name is Naomi. I'm currently a student finishing up finals, and this podcast is one of them, so welcome to my podcast. This particular episode, entitled A Very COVID Christmas, is a little different from my first two. If you had the patience and interest to listen to my last two episodes, which were all about post-grad life as an artist, firstly, I am impressed, and secondly, I'll be taking a break from talking about that and focusing on Christmas as it approaches this next week. Christmas has been on my mind since mid-November this year. I'm usually the sort of person that even the mention of Christmas music should wait until after Thanksgiving. My birthday is around that time, and as a true November baby, I believe in being thankful first before diving into Christmas and gift-giving. Thankfully, my family is also all about that, so we celebrate Thanksgiving to the fullest, and it's only been within the last few years of my siblings and I leaving for college that we've busted out the tree early to have everyone together for the event. My, how times have changed. Either way, it's not till the very tail end of the month, typically. And yet, come mid-November of this year of 2020, upon exiting a newly Christmas-fied Hobby Lobby, all I could think of was how ready I was for the Christmas season. And if you've been in Hobby Lobby, or any store for that matter around the same time, I think you too would find it hard not to think about Christmas either. That thought, wondersome as it was, full of twinkling lights glittering in my mind, was quickly followed by Oh, how different this year will be. I think generally most people like Christmas. We have countless songs and movies about it. It spans across countries and oceans. And it has its own spiritual and secular cultural thing happening. I think it's important to start with my feelings about Christmas. So I will begin with a story. When I was much younger and I found myself feeling quite tired out of Christmas spirit. I felt like a dried-up raisin about the whole affair, the cheeriness, the shopping, the porcelain nativity set, particularly associated with this memory. We have a beautiful, all-white porcelain nativity set that I look forward to unpacking and setting up every year. Even as a small child, setting up the nativity set was something I awaited with great interest as my mom would get down the old box and usually let me get creatively carried away with where all the animals and wise man and shepherds would go that particular year. There is something about the nativity scene, much like our Christmas Eve candlelight service, that brings back a special sort of awe, a reminder as to why we do Christmas, something more special and raw and beautiful. According to Smithsonian Magazine, the nativity scene began putting audiences in awe with the first recorded nativity in the year 1223 under the direction of St. Francis of Assisi. So this gray feeling, this lack of cheeriness, was so out of place. Of course, that feeling didn't last, though its presence may have fueled my fanciful self-association of having an old soul in middle school. That said, those feelings faded. And in the past years, Christmas, 
with a focus on Christmas Eve, has been right up there with the 4th of July as one of my favorite holidays. As a precursor, I think I should tell you that in my own mind, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day are two very separate occasions. And for as long as I've been able to discern more adult thinking, I've always favored the former. I'm not entirely sure what other families do for Christmas. I only have the experience of joining my parents' families for the holidays, apart from one very special Christmas three years ago, which was spent in Northern Ireland with my mom's side. I have spent every other holiday with my dad's. The Northern Ireland year and its description will come in due time. But for now, I'd like to tell you about Illinois, where I grew up. If you didn't know, Illinois is in the Midwest, known for its intense seasonal changes. This can be seen mainly in the state of our sidewalks and roads. We boast plenty of concrete and blacktop, and the retiring and oiling of roads is something done frequently during the summer months. This is due to the very high and very low temperatures of the American Midwest. There are cracks and warps and potholes constantly developing and springing up. And if you grew up there, you learn to acknowledge this as a fact of life. In the summer, it's hot and humid. Imagine walking around a sauna for five months with all of your regular clothes on and showering in that sauna, running around in that sauna, and sleeping in that sauna. By contrast, winter is very cold. Concerning central southern Illinois, I would describe winter as such. Long, bitter, and very dark. Emphasis on bitter. Winter begins in November and runs through the beginning of March. Not that it gets much warmer in March and April, it's just somewhat less bitterly cold all of the time. As a former athlete, I can tell you that track season is often a roll of the dice most days, and sometimes you get a variety of seasons in one meet. But back to November. It gets very dark very early in November in Illinois. I remember leaving school after some practice or after school event and it being five o'clock and already pitch black outside with the sun having begun to set at around 4.30 in the afternoon. What I'm trying to say is that a little Christmas cheer really does a number on such a dark, bitterly cold place. When I was in college, I watched the beginning of the Christmas season in Southern California. I even drove down the thoroughbred Christmas light street one of the many brilliantly lit up Southern California Christmas-themed neighborhoods. And while it was nice, and especially timely, for a college student after a long, very long fall semester, I find that Southern California palm trees are pretty cheery on their own all year long. Now, I've forgotten to mention, snow. We do get snow, though usually not a whole lot until February if we're lucky. We do get nice snow, the kind you can throw snowballs, build snowman, tunnels, and angels. The works really, like a real-life Charlie Brown romp. However, the true Midwestern Christmas could not be complete without a fair amount of ice. Black ice, iced over weighed down trees, icy sidewalks, icicles, snow melted slightly and refrozen to solid ice. I could go on. There is nothing more dangerous or bleak as ice. So I've attempted to set the scene. It's dark. It's bitterly cold. We're all in desperate need of Christmas cheer, sprinkled with a good dose of Christmas family tradition. Every Christmas Eve, my family, my grandparents, my aunt, we all go to a candlelight Christmas service. 
I attended a different church growing up from the one my grandparents attended, which maybe added to the feeling of a special occasion. There was always one beautiful rendition of Silent Night that gets me in the Christmas Eve mood, and of course, there's the story of Jesus' birth and the candles. It's beautiful. Everyone is dressed up. We see people we haven't seen all year long, but grew up with or worked alongside. We see old coaches and teachers and family and friends who have either remained there or come back into town. And then we split up to change into comfy clothes and head to my aunt's house. There, waiting in a crock pot to be transferred back to the stove, is a pot of white chicken chili. And in a basket for later, chocolate for our annual Christmas Eve chocolate tasting. It's a magical night. We enjoy one another's company. There's just a few gifts from my aunt given out. They aren't the focus of the evening. It's just lovely. Once in a while, much later that evening, there would be a mad scramble to finish off mom's stocking. My siblings and I once had to drive out to the only open store to finish off. Special thanks to Love's gas station. I have brothers. It comes with the territory, I guess. And on occasion, we would get one of those shiny balloons and attach a flashing red light to it. And there was our very own Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in the sky. Very Midwest, I know. But you should have seen it. Christmas Day was more family at the grandparents' house, more traditional Christmas food, and more emphasis on the family gift exchange. Late in January, we'd meet again for even more extended family and little gift exchanges and appetizers. It was tradition. Recently, I watched Fiddler on the Roof. I've never watched it. The most I had ever heard about Fiddler on the Roof came from my watching the Gilmore Girls when Lorelai and Luke break up, but still have to work together to help the school play their rendition of Fiddler on the Roof. Anyhow, tradition is a tricky thing. There seems to be this implied tradition going back to the time of Jesus' birth, when Mary and Joseph head back to Bethlehem, the home of their ancestors to be counted, that we carry with us today. We all seem to have somewhere to go back to, or people coming back to us in that special place. When my family was in Northern Ireland, it was a similar experience. It had been years since my mother had been there for the holidays. And that made it more special. It was a grand affair. They really know what they're doing over the pond with the Christmas thing and the Boxing Day thing. The food was spectacular. The day was cozy and sweet and there was little emphasis on Christmas gifts. What was most special was being there. And while even the church service was a little different, it was just as awe-inspiring. Earlier this month, the artist No Big Deal released his album Gift Wrap. How timely, I thought, after listening to it. It was the Christmas music I needed. I just didn't know I needed. Because this year, we can't all migrate back to our special places. The album talks about that. The places that ground us for the coming new year. The places that, for all the griping we do about family disputes and political debacles and stress, still draws us back with a little extra gleam of the season we seem to desperately need, now more than ever. And it will not be the same, all thanks to COVID. So I'm trying to plan out our Christmas Eve, our Christmas Day, our white chicken chili, where to get our candles, 
how to make our living room just a little more festive. Not garish, just festive. Because old traditions are special. And I suppose all old traditions had beginnings. Not all old traditions are lasting. Or for the best, as I learned in Fiddler on the Roof. Sometimes they need changed or updated. Sometimes, like this year, they cannot be upheld. How do we do that well? Is anyone else thinking this amidst the logistics of the upcoming holiday? And how do we buoy those who are alone in the upcoming so important day? I don't know if I have any of those answers. I know that I'll still force my family to watch Charlie Brown Christmas with me. I'll try and get my not very artistically inclined family to build a mini sugar cookie ginger style bread houses to fill our time on Christmas Eve. And I'll pray for those who feel as alone as I have throughout this year, that they too have their moment of awe, the sort brought on by a silent night. Something I'll be on the lookout for even still. This year, the neighborhood I live in has done a surprising number on their yards with Christmas lights. I remember when I was very little, heading out to a tiny village, really just a street, way out on country roads, there was a house that had set up a walking tour of their yard filled with boxes showing Christmas scenes and lights. They featured things from the nativity scene to just about every Christmas movie or old school story, Santa's workshop, the elves, reindeer. Use your imagination, it was probably featured. And to the child Naomi, it had everything. As a now mid-twenties woman, I still love lights. The way they sparkle and glimmer warms my heart. It's like suddenly everyone has license to bring out the creative child they left behind and go to town with sparkly lights. Even the lights I would never pick out for myself, the candyland looking ones I call them, they too raise my spirits. And I'm so thankful. It's a very COVID Christmas, but I'm hoping and praying that we find it to be a merry one all the same. And then next year's will be made even more special in the process. Thanks for listening. If you have any interest in reading up on the nativity scene, I've included the link in the description. And if you're interested in some really awesome Christmas music, you can find No Big Deal's gift wrap album on Spotify. I can also attest to thoroughly enjoying Fiddler on the Roof, and it's on Netflix right now. How lucky. <laughs>